You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. It is Tuesday. My guest today is your friend and mine, Nick Winkler, a Winky Tuesday here on the podcast. We may go back to Wednesdays at some point, but it's been Tuesdays uh, and it might stay Tuesdays too. I don't know. There's there's no rules here. We're just talking about it off the air, Nick, that there are no rules when it comes to this podcast because I am in charge. I am the uh, CEO. I was called on Twitter today, Prime Minister which is an interesting term, but but I'll take it. I'm the prime minister of Lockdown 49ers, so I say what goes this week. It's going to be Winky Tuesday. Next week, it might be Winky Wednesday. I don't know, but we've been teasing it for a while. We're doing our free agency draft. We're checking in on 49ers free agents. Nick and I are going to go back and forth and decide which free agents we think are the most impactful for the 49ers going forward, the the free agents that the 49ers should put the most effort into bringing back and remaining in the San Francisco Bay Area for the next, I don't know, one to five years, depending on which free agent it is. So let's get to that. And hopefully we'll have some time for your questions as well in the third segment. But let's get to our free agency draft and today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nick, we, we had to push this off for about a month since we came up with the idea because that's how much research you've put into this thing, right? I mean, I'm seriously, I've been up all night, you know, last <laughs> night, the night before. I mean, like two weeks ago, I was cramming for the test. I thought you were going to bring my way, and then we didn't even talk about it, dude. This is really stressing me out. I'm so happy to get it off my plate. Well, you know what? Since you are the visiting team, I'm going to let you go first, and it'll just give us a chance to sort of talk through a lot of these free agents, and the 49ers currently have about... Uh, nearly 40 free agents when you're considering restricted free agents and exclusive rights free agents. I think the restricted free agents, Nick, we don't have to include in this so much. You know, like Daniel Brunskill is an exclusive rights free agent. He's coming back, right. Right, period. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, exclusive rights free agent as well. He's coming back. So let, let's talk about the unrestricted free agents, the guys who could test the free agent market more easily and that the 49ers might have to spend a little bit more coin on in this offseason where the salary cap is for the first time ever dwindling in the 2021 season. So uh, with that, I'll let you go first and you can decide which free agent you think the 49ers should prioritize at the top of their list. Well, I appreciate that. As you mentioned in the open there, this is your world. We're just happy to be living it. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> I dig it. Hey, you know me. I've been saying it from, from the get-go, from before the season even ended. Uh, the 49ers' top priority this offseason is going to be that left tackle position. And you saw what Trent Williams does because when he wasn't in the lineup, it was like, oh, my God, get Trent Williams back in the lineup. So, for me, it's an easy no-brainer there at number one. You go out and and you pay big money and you, you bring back Trent Williams on a three- or four-year deal. Yep, that would be my first pick as well, and it kind of has to be. And, look, you don't want to – I guess it's, it's kind of the sunk cost fallacy that you don't want to – factor in that they had already traded for him last year because if they let him walk in free agency that means they gave up a third this year and a fifth last year just for one year in a lost season of Trent Williams and and that's Mm. bad business so if you don't re-sign him that kind of looks bad but that is that's not the only reason you're signing him you're signing because it's one of the most important positions on the field you got to protect whoever your quarterback is going to be especially if it's Jimmy Garoppolo and you want to keep him clean keep Jimmy from getting hurt again and um He's one of the best in the league at his position still, and I think the fact that he's getting up there in age, 
I don't think his money is going to be outrageous, especially this offseason with the way we've seen uh, the cap go down and, and he's missed some time with injury throughout his career. Uh, last year, he did miss a, a little bit of time and he's only actually played 16 games in his career twice. But he's played, when he's on the field, he's playing at an all-pro level. Uh, I'm looking at Spotrack. I always wonder what they call it. Is it Spot Track? Spotrack? Spot Rack? It, Spotter Act, maybe? Yeah, it's uh, it's Spotrack.com, and they do a lot of salary cap stuff. I prefer OverTheCap.com, but one thing Spotrack has, which is why I'm here right now, is they have, for some free agents, uh, projected market value for some of them. And mm-hmm. they think that Trent Williams will come in at around $18.2 million dollars per year on a three-year contract. So three years, $54.78 million is is what they're projecting for Trent Williams. And I think that sounds about right. So I, I like yeah. that number. If you're getting Trent Williams for sub $20 million per year, David Bakhtiari making the most at 23 mil per year, Laramie Tunsil, $22 million per year. But Lunsel, uh, Tunsil, when he signed his deal, was 25 Bakhtiari, when he signed his deal, also in his 20s. So uh, with the salary cap the way it is, uh, a 32-year-old about to be 33 years old, I think you might get him for a little bit less, but they can't tag him. So he has an opportunity to talk to teams, and maybe that's enough, and, and his number will go up and up, and he'll probably start at that $23 million number and try to be the highest-paid tackle in the NFL. But if you can get him at 18.2 mil per year, then yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's 60 for three, I think you just do that, too. You don't even think twice about it. And you're like, yep, yep, I want this guy on my team. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So Trent Williams is the number one player to lock in for the 49ers this offseason. And we're not looking at outside free agents. We're just looking at 49ers free agents. So that means I have to make my first selection of the next most important free agent for the 49ers. And for me, it's really easy. The position group I'm going to, which is cornerback, but it's a tough decision on which corner. Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. uh, his projected number is, uh, they have that one as well. They have the the projected numbers here for the top three moneymakers for the 49ers this season, um, which were Trent Williams, Richard Sherman, and Solomon Thomas. So they think Richard Sherman is going to get, let's see, where is it? Seven mil per year, which is not bad. A, a one-year seven mil contract is what they project Sherman to get. And I would be totally down with the 49ers doing that, but I don't think he should be necessarily their next focus just because his age and all the injuries he has had. Uh, the way that Jason Verrett played, the fact that he's an outside corner instead of a slot, and I know nickel corners are more utilized and more important than probably we realize and more important that they've ever been. I'm still taking the outside corner, and Jason Verrett, the level he played at last year with his injury history, will, I think, mute what he's going to get on the free agent market. They don't have a projection for what he's going to get, and it could be all over the place. I have no idea what to expect because he played like a number one corner last year for the 49ers. And it was the first year he's been healthy in like five years. So it's really hard to know what teams would be willing to pay the 30-year-old Verrett. But the level I saw him play last year and the fact that he was healthy and Sherman was not, and I think he might come in at a number for at least a, a you know two or three-year deal that's, that's either less or a lot less potentially per year than what Richard Sherman would be asking on the free agent market. Uh, Jason Verrett is going to be my pick. I think he should be number two on the 49ers list to bring back. Yeah, I, I would have had it the exact same way. I mean, just what that guy's gone through in his career and to come back and on a season when the 49ers are just so hampered with injuries. Like, he was the one guy you could kind of count on every single week on that on that defense. And, and he played extremely well. I mean, he, he definitely earned a nice little pay bump. And, uh, and I think he's going to get it. And I hope the 49ers are the ones who give it to him because – 
yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. I, I really like Verrett, especially if you're going to bring back Mosley, and then you got Mosley and Verrett, and you know some of your cornerback worries are, are put put you know to to rest a little bit. They obviously, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Kwan Williams as well in, in there as the nickel cornerback and, mm-hmm. and kind of the slot guy. Uh, that that's a big one as well, and and that that would be high on my priority list as well. But it wouldn't it wouldn't come in at number three if we're looking at it here because we got Williams one, Verrett two. For me, I think it's you go back to that defensive line and you you pay a guy who who stepped up last year and really just looked like a stud, looked like the guy that you know you you kind of saw flashes of a little bit here and there, and mm-hmm. and, and he just he was the best defensive line player for the 49ers last year, and I'm talking of course about Kerry Hyder. That yep, it's right there. I think the, I think we're talking about the same four players because. For me, it would be Kwan Williams next. So back to back. Yeah, and then I'd probably put him as four. So me. yeah, that, right. That, so yeah. Williams, Verrett, Kerry Hyder, and Kwan Williams. Uh, I think that is a rock solid top four, and I would probably fight somebody if they thought it was should be a different top four. Um, beyond that, I think there's more <laughs> conversations to have, but I, I think that's really where the free agent dollars have to go. They might not have enough to do that period, and if they do, right. they don't have enough to do anything more than that either. So that's, that's where. It. Things get difficult here for the 49ers, and I have a feeling behind the scenes Parag Marate is extremely busy right now trying to figure out ways that the 49ers can save a little bit of cash. Um, We're going to continue to draft our order of 49ers free agents, though, even though the real 49ers might have been out of money at this point if they bring all these players back. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to go through some of the rest of these free agents coming up and then get to your questions on this Winky Tuesday next. How bizarre is the start to the 2021 offseason? Well, you can find odds on things like where Deshaun Watson will be traded, Carson Wentz, where Russell Wilson will be traded. What are we, what's going on? And the 49ers are somehow on that list. In what world do the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson to the 49ers? But even though the games are over, there's so much to bet on, so much fun you can have, so many ways to win at Bet Online with NFL futures, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball is about to get going in the spring, and of course, March Madness. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Table games, you like to play poker, blackjack. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Nick, we kind of just talked really briefly about Kerry Hyder and Kwan Williams. I think it's important that we cover them a little bit more in depth as pieces that were really important to the 49ers last year. With all the injuries they suffered, and, and K1 was out for a little bit of time as well. And it's funny because Richard Sherman is like, I don't know if he's trying to submarine the 49ers, but he had quotes uh, saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to be back." And he is his own free, <laughs> he's his own agent, right? So it's probably like, okay, well, I think he knows a thing or two. And, and John Lynch was like, "Not so fast. We're, 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 you know, we'd like to have Richard Sherman back." So I don't think that door is completely slammed shut, but it's barely cracked open. For Richard Sherman. And then Sherman comes out and says, uh, I don't remember who he's replying to, but he's replying to somebody on Twitter about Kwan Williams being a priority for the 49ers. And he's like, hey, just just so you know, he was born and raised in New Jersey, right near the facility where uh, the New York Jets <laughs> that have head coach Robert Sala now. I, I don't know if he knows something that we don't. And Kwan Williams wants to go home and the Jets do have plenty of money to offer him and, and they could use that type of a player. So who knows? Maybe... 
both of those players already have one foot out the door and, you know, maybe nine toes out the door in the case of Richard Sherman. But I still think you try really hard to bring Kwan Williams back because he's so good. And it's been traditionally the nickel corners in the NFL have been like, well, he, he's too small. So mm-hmm. let's put him inside. And it's just, you know, it's an afterthought kind of position. But I don't think that's the case. I mean, especially somebody like Kwan Williams, who's played at such a high level because he's not tall, but he can hang with receivers. He can hang with bigger players as well because he's got toughness and he's really good against the run, even though he's not that big. Uh, He can blitz really well. So he can do a lot for a team as an inside corner, even though he's not your traditional long, fast outside cover guy. Yeah, and so obviously, I don't know if he'll be a priority for the 49ers. You know, we have him here third or fourth on the list, and and he, he's definitely one of the better slot guys, you know, in the in the NFL. You know, he's proven that here the last couple of years, and uh, and I'd love to get him back. But yeah, I mean, we said it earlier, Verrett obviously would be their top priority, and I honestly think that if you get Richard Sherman back at a, at a reduced rate, I think you might even prioritize him over K1 Williams. Like I know I'm not putting him on this list because I I agree with you. I think he's already gone. You know, I think he's already kind of said his goodbyes. And, right. You know, he's kind of out of the, the 49ers price range there. Um, but cornerback is such a, a, a area of concern here for the 49ers going into the offseason that, yeah, you, you look at Verrett first and then, you know, you look at K.Y. Williams and it's like, wait, maybe we can throw a little bit of money at Sherman. If, <laughs> if, we, if what we say is right, which is like a lot of our 49er guys are going to be Jets next year. Like we're going to recognize a lot of Jets players yeah. uh, coming into the 2021 season. And and the other thing is it's not smart to pay, you know, long-term big money contracts, especially when there's a dwindling salary cap to free agents that are 30 plus. And that's what right. a lot of these guys are that we're talking about. Kerry Hyder, 30 years old. And mm-hmm. Hyder played at $1.5 million last year. Right. Hyder what a bargain. Hyder hasn't had a lot of success outside of this wide nine scheme with defensive line coach Chris Kosarek. So I think that kind of factors in. I would think that Kerry Hyder is the easiest one on this list to bring back because for what he gave the 49ers, he's not going to break the bank. Nobody's going to pay him starting defensive end money in this offseason, I don't think, even though he proved that he could at worst be a really solid number three guy at defensive end. And, you know, with D Ford probably out the door and Nick Bosa coming back off of a, an ACL, I mean, maybe we're even selling Kerry Hyder short as being the second most important free agent for the 49ers just because I think cost effective. He's not going to come in at the price of 1.5. Most likely he'll be a little bit more, but he'll be a bargain still for what I think he's going to get. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. You know, Hyder, he's playing so well. One point, one point five million dollars. Duke had eight and a half sacks. Like, yes, please. (laughs) Yeah, the sack per dollar every year. The sack per million ratio there is not bad. (laughs) Not bad at all. The return on investment is great. Especially when defensive ends who get eight and a half sacks are usually making $20 million. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's just it is maybe his agent will be like, look, this guy needs to get paid. Yeah, that's true. But who's going to pay him in this offseason? You know, I, unless yeah. it's the Jets. And that's the thing is the 49ers, their biggest competition is probably going to be the Jets because they need a lot and they have the cap space. So there's a, there's yeah. like three or four teams that have a ton of cap space. The Jets are one of them. When a lot of guys are going to be like, oh, wait, easy transition, you know, same scheme, let's go. Although the 49ers might end up with more cap space than projected because the rumors are that the salary cap is the the basement for what it could be is $175 million, I think. And most teams were budgeting last offseason for it to be something like $200 million. Um, oh. But it might actually be closer to 185 is the latest I've seen. 
from NFL insiders, which will, you know, that's uh, that's that $10 million will be huge for a lot of teams. And then when you consider the savings with some of the, the cuts they're going to make and some restructures, they might actually have a little bit more wiggle room than it looks like now when you look at them uh, pretty, pretty much butt up against the cap. Right, right. And so that kind of takes me towards the towards the next thing here is it's like, how many guys can the 49ers sign on this list? It's not a lot, especially if they right. get that number one, you know, that top yes. priority that they're looking at in Trent Williams. It's really going to limit where they can go after that, which is why I've got this guy fifth. I really want him back on my football team. I just don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to afford him. And of course, as a former fullback, yeah. I want you <laughs> back on my football team, but I don't know. He might be too expensive, right? Yeah, and I wanted to save Kyle Juszczyk for you because I knew you would be probably more into bringing him back than me. And look, he's the best fullback in the NFL. He should be paid like it, but should he be paid twice as much as the next closest fullback when you're only on the field half of your offensive plays? Can you really, you know, so what was Kyle Juszczyk making last year? $5 million? Way too much. And and we just talked about how, yeah, $5.25 million. Richard Sherman was making $9 million, and we were just talking about how the projected market value was seven million one year deal. I'm absolutely giving Richard Sherman seven million on a one year deal before I'm even picking up the phone to call Kyle Usechek and finding out what he even wants. Right? Mm. Like that. Yeah. So first of all, he's a fullback. You can't break the bank for it. And if signing a fullback at five million dollars makes it so you can't bring back one of the top four players we have on the list, that it just can't happen. So Kyle Usechek has to be realistic, but I know Kyle Shanahan loves having Kyle Juszczyk on the team. They they paid him that much for a reason, probably because they had to overpay when they were a bad team to coax him to come to the 49ers. Maybe that's not the case now. Very few teams even use a fullback, period. So how much money is he going to find on the free agent market? Might have to take a pay cut, or at least for one year, maybe a backloaded two- or three-year contract that the 49ers could potentially get out of if they don't like that number in the next couple years and keep his 2021 salary low. That's about the only way I can see it making a ton of sense, but I imagine Kyle Shanahan really wants him back, too. Yeah, I mean, as as Shanahan said early on when he got you, Shaq, he's like, he's not a fullback, he's an offensive weapon. You know, because when you think about you, Shaq, what are you really imagining? Like, I, I picture him running that wheel route. You know, like getting down the field and, and catching balls, which mm. fullbacks don't necessarily do. So he's kind of – he gets paid so much more than the the next fullback because he's not really a fullback. Like he is and he isn't. He's that offensive weapon. He's that hybrid. He's that kind of slash player. He's, you know, taking runs up the middle for first downs. He's blocking the majority of the time, and he's going out and he's catching passes. But just like you said, like if the, with the salary cap number coming down and the 49ers – you know, definitely looking to save some money if they want to sign big names uh, like Trent Williams or even go after anybody in free agency other than their own teammates or guys from their own team, he's going to need to take a paycheck. You just hope that he's gotten so comfortable here in San Francisco. He loves the scheme. He Mm -hmm. loves his teammates that maybe he is kind of willing to be like, okay, I got paid the last three years. Like maybe I can take (laughs) a little bit. Like you said, maybe back end it. Maybe it's more of like a bonus situation where he can – earn some things with some incentives and stuff like that. But you know I'd love to have you check back. Not going to break my heart if he's not on the 49ers, just based on what he's worth around the league, because I'm sure he'll get he can, he'll get offers for more money right? for sure. But, yeah, again, I'd love to have him back. And maybe it's a situation, and they kind of did this last year with DeForest Buckner, and then Buckner's agent kind of called their bluff on it and was like, well, we right. found it. We found the money, and we found you a first-round pick. And the 49ers were like, well, I guess we got to let him go now. Yep. Peace, um, thanks. <laughs> and so I, it, they might do the thing, same thing to much lesser degree with Kyle Juszczyk and say, look, you have to take a pay cut if we're going to stick around. I understand. Go talk to some teams. Come back to us if, if you're getting big numbers somewhere. Right. And, and then, you know, if, if, the, if he comes back with some, hey, some team's offering this, and it's like, sorry, 
we, we can't match it or they can try to figure something else out. But that that one's tough for me. Uh, the next one on my list is there's a huge drop off, I think, after this player and it's defensive tackle DJ Jones. He's really important yep. to the 49ers run defense in the middle. He's the only real true nose tackle they have on the team. And I know it's similar to fullback where nose tackles aren't on the field all the time, but he can he can get after the quarterback a little bit. He can penetrate. He's actually a really good player. It was such a great find in, what, the sixth round a few years back now. Uh, and he deserves to make a little bit of money. He has had some injuries. He hasn't finished either of the last two seasons, but I love DJ Jones, and I think the 49ers should try pretty hard to bring him back. And again, nose tackles don't make tons of money on the free agent market. They might be bidding against the New York Jets on this one, but I think there's a pretty decent shot that they can bring back DJ Jones and uh, I, and I could you need see, that big guy right. right I mean you need that big guy stuffing up the middle I'm, I'm with you on that how much do you spend on a nose tackle it's tough it's similar <sighs> to it. like how much do you spend on a fullback a fullback it, it's yeah. really hard to put a number on that and or I'm on sure. a nickel corner like these are all really tricky right. options here yeah. that we're looking at which is why our first two were like okay Positional Easy. value, we got to start offensive tackle. We got to start outside corner and, you know, an even defensive end, even if it's a, even if it's a sub package player in Kerry Hyder, and you're definitely going to try to pay him like a backup defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of those role players might be lost because of it. And you're just going to have to draft and develop somebody anyway. And they're going to be, they're going to need to be drafting defensive linemen. They're going to need to be drafting cornerbacks no matter if they bring these guys back or not because they need depth and they need youth infusions to those positions so you might have to just rip the band-aid off at some of these yeah yeah I mean, and then you start looking at the list you you mentioned there's a big drop-off after that and there really is because you start looking at these names and you're like nope pass 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 you're like okay tevin coleman nope he's done you know he, he won't be coming back Ben Garland, eh, probably not. You know definitely not. That's that's actually a, a fun exercise. I think we we I think we we picked the the important ones. Let's go yeah. through them really quickly and just try to hit them all. And yes we'll or no? A, we'll just do a quick <laughs> yes or no because I want to have a little bit of time to get to a okay. couple of questions. Like next it. on this Winky Tuesday, it's winter time, which means some bad weather and which means road conditions are not ideal. Make sure that vehicle you were driving all summer long is still ready to roll for anything that might come its way all winter long. You can find everything you need. Tires, wiper blades at rockauto.com. Keep your car on the road. Keep your car and family safe. If you need accessories for your vehicle, if you need anything at all involving your vehicle, it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com and their prices are always reliably low. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com with a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I think that was a fun exercise, and we didn't really talk about it before so I didn't know which players you were going to think the 49ers should prioritize but I think we were uh, just really rock solid on those it's Trent Williams Jason Verrett Kerry Hyder, Kwan Williams Kyle Juszczyk and DJ Jones and then after that uh, I think most of these players actually will probably not be back and if they're back it's you know minimum type deals and let's just go through and this is listed by what they made last year so here's a tough one Solomon Thomas um, 
you know, he's, he's recovering from a torn ACL. He's not going to make a lot of money. Maybe the 49ers bring him back just because he knows the scheme and he'll end up being somewhat cheap. And you, and you hope you get some versatility with him being able to play some end and, and being able to rush from inside and be a depth piece at defensive tackle. Um, I would probably say, no, he's not back. And, and he probably would want a change of scenery anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you can get him on the real cheap, then I, I think mm-hmm. you bring him back. But yeah, I think he, he'll probably get some more money somewhere else. Jaquaski Tart. Uh, I would probably put money that he ends up on the New York Jets, and I don't think he's a player the 49ers are going to spend money on, even though he's a really good player. But this season with, you know, they have Jimmy Ward, they have Tarverius Moore that can start for you. You just can't spend the money on strong safety, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue that. And then you jump down to Tevin Coleman, and I no. think he's he's yeah. played his last Big down. No. Yeah, with the 49ers. Then the next guy actually... Wait, hold on. We went over that too fast, I think. Tevin Coleman, who's going to replace his 1.9 yards per carry last year? (laughs) I can. You want to throw me out there? (laughs) Well, hey, we might might be in need of a fullback who can also be the goal line tailback. Oh, there we go. I can run a pretty wicked wheel route, man. You better watch out. When's the last time you ran full speed, Nick? Oh, I, I I was playing a baseball game. And uh, and I actually, I pulled my hamstring. And when was this? So, you know. When was that? (laughs) What? Uh, it was last year. It was oh, right, 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 actually, right before the lockdown. It was in like February of last okay. year. It was one year ago. Yep. So today, I was, I was rounding third base <laughs> on a, a grounder up the middle from second, and I pulled up lame there, come rounding third base. Oh, uh, was it the footwork? Did you have to do the extra long step, and because you didn't have it timed up, is that where the hamstring? No, went? no, okay. I was, I was on point. It's just like I turned it on, you know, like right <laughs> after I touched third base, I was like, here we go. Kick it into overdrive and like overdrive's yeah. not there anymore, Brian. It's yeah. gone. You couldn't open it up. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I, I, dude, you know what was great though? Because I joined a, a basketball league and and my game was terrible, but it was awesome. And I'd played a lot of basketball recently, but more you know uh, half court pickup style stuff. And even if it's mm-hmm. full court, it's those condensed courts. And I'd kind of forgotten how big real full courts are. I was dying, <laughs> yep. but that was kind of the last time I was thinking about. It's it like, man, it's been a year since I've actually like. I don't know if I can even run because I haven't tried it. And even if, you know, and I'm not big into like just jogging and going outside and running, but even then, the few times I have, I haven't run full speed. So pretty much the only other thing I've been able to do for the last year is walk around the golf course. Yeah, I do a little bit of walking. I'll I'll jog occasionally on the treadmill, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, after that last time of, you know, really, and a year before that too, I was playing in that same baseball league and I was playing center field and went broke in on a ball that was in front of me. I was going to, you know, make a nice little play in front of me and push a little too hard on my plant foot and got a little stress fracture in my foot. So getting old is awesome. Oh, it's, it's the worst thing ever. And for some reason, having a child is kryptonite and makes you, uh, it makes you brittle everywhere somehow. Yeah. Right. Cause I still feel like I can run like, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old, right. but my body yeah. just doesn't react like that. I'm afraid of that. Once uh, slow pitch softball leagues open back up and if I just, I try to jump out there and play two, three nights a week and I'm trying to, you know, open it up and, and, uh, stretch a double into a triple that might not go well. <laughs> and it's not just going to be you dude. The urgent cares are going to be packed full of sprained <laughs> ankles and torn hamstrings. Here's this one, be- Nick, that is a difficult decision. Tough. Kendrick Bourne. Do you bring I think back I bring him Kendrick back. Bourne? I, I like Kendrick Bourne. I do. I don't think he's going to get a lot of money on the free agent market. The guy is like a third down, first down machine. Uh, I like Kendrick Bourne. I think you bring him back. I think you try. And if someone's willing to give him a decent contract, you have to then be willing to let him walk. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it has to come back on your number. But you're definitely talking to that agent. You're trying to bring him back. I, I just like the energy he brings. 100%. And you need depth at wide receiver, let's be honest. 
The 49ers especially. He started games every season after being an undrafted free agent because the 49ers have needed him to do so, and they might need him again to do that next year. You just have to say one name to make that make sense. River Craycraft. Uh, River Craycraft already signed on the dotted line. We don't have to talk about him. (laughs) That's right. They're bringing him back because they need that depth. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) They need someone to fair catch a punt when there's nobody within 30 yards of him. Oh! (laughs) How about Tom Copton? No. No, no. I He's just not very good. Yeah, I understood the signing last year, free agent yeah. signing. They gave him $2.75 million. They'll probably try to bring, if they bring in an outside free agent, my guess is Alex Mack. He just fits the formula perfectly yeah. for what they need. Positional, played with Kyle Shanahan before, still has enough left in the tank uh, to spend a couple bucks and, and won't break the bank. So uh, Tom Compton, I think, you know, I understood why they signed him, but he just, you know, he, he wasn't really much competition as a starter. For the 49ers last year. Here's one. Yeah, you bring in somebody else on a similar contract and hope yeah. that he plays better than Compton. Here's one that we didn't get to see last year, unfortunately, because Ronald Blair could be basically Kerry Hyder. Same That's style my guy. Of player. You know he I could, love Blair. Yeah, he could really um, outproduce his contract, and I think he'll come back cheap. So he's a big yes for me, but who knows if he's done? Like, it, it, he's, it's been so yeah. long. You missed an entire season following that injury. Is he ever going to come back? Yeah, I've always been a, a Blair guy. He's going to be 29 years old coming back next year, too. So you do have to wonder, like, can he get back to to what he was that we've seen? You know, we saw we've seen Ronald Blair play well. We've seen him get out there and mm-hmm. really, you know, look like he belongs in the NFL. So I'm with you. If you can bring him back and and you know it's, it's on a, a good salary for the 49ers, you do it and you don't think twice. Ziggy Ansa. Ooh, no. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Hurt. I mean, I mean veteran, veteran minimum. He he's just he's yeah. he's too hurt all the time that you're not going to yeah. drop any money into that. Ben Garland, depth at center. I, I think that's a yes for me. You got to have depth on that offensive yeah. line and for he'll sure. Be, and he'll be cheap. again, guy knows the system. Yeah, this. You know what? I think we're saying yes to most of the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and corners, cornerbacks, and no yeah. to everybody else. Kind of that's what's happening. Kind of what looks like. Well, like Jordan Reed. Here we go. Here, we're now oh, we're yeah. getting into some interesting oh, stuff. Okay. Like you love what he did, right? Yeah. When he was on the field, like that's an exciting football player. Just know that you can only play him ten snaps yeah. a week for eight games. You bring him in when you need a first down or when you're near the end zone. I, I love it. I think you bring back yep. Jordan. If he wants to come back and he made a million dollars last year, he'll probably get a similar type of deal. You know, it'll be on the cheap if he does come back. Then, yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Uh, Jarek McKinnon, that's a big no for me. That's a big fat no. Uh, I'm going to skip over some of these names of guys that just didn't even uh, were barely about on Akella the roster. Akella Witherspoon is tough because the 49ers need depth. Mm-hmm. They but can't. is that the guy? Like He's proven time and time again Gosh. that he's not. And then he, yeah, he, he's very similar to Solomon Thomas in that he deserves an opportunity. He deserves a change of scenery, but the 49ers yeah. need depth at corner more so than they need Solomon Thomas, even though they do need some depth on the D, depth on the D line. I would say Akello's more likely and will probably cost less anyway. So if he comes back on a really team-friendly deal, then you go for it. But, you know, if he gets money somewhere, you, you let him walk. Yeah, for sure. And you do like how what a team player he was, you know, when he lost his spot and he just was out there running special teams and still playing hard and any chance he got, he was out there. Like you, you like him as a as a, a team guy and, and to, to be in your locker room, but you said he needs an opportunity like he's been given well, yeah. every opportunity. He needs, a, he needs a new opportunity with with <laughs> yeah, coaches yeah, that yeah. don't I'll have a preconceived notion of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah. Here's a player that are like, oh, who's this guy? Here's a player that's definitely coming back. And when we do this podcast in 10 years, he'll probably still be on the roster. That is cornerback Dante Johnson. So there's your depth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then someday when he does get cut, he'll end up with Seattle, and then maybe he'll come back again. Like, yeah, I'm, cool, I'm cool with Dante Johnson. Reliability uh, right there. 
Uh, Fronis Grisou, I mean, whatever. Veteran, nah. let him come to camp and compete. That's that's yeah. the maximum I would put on that one. Deion Jordan is an interesting one because he he showed out pretty well for the 49ers in some yeah. limited action. If he comes back on a similar deal, he was off the street last year. He made less than a million dollars, $900,000. If he comes back on that, then sure. Yeah, I wrote his name down here as like showed flashes because it mm-hmm. was nice. You know, yeah. like every once in a while you saw his name and you're like, oh, all right, well done for, you know, when you see that and you know, like you said, he was signed off the off the street. He was like, you know what we invested in him? It's like, okay, there we go. That, <laughs> I mean, that's what you like was, to see. What, third on the team in sacks with three and a half sacks yeah. or something like that. So, Which is sad. Which is pretty sad. Out. That is definitely sad. Uh, let's go. Okay. Uh, Jamar Taylor? No. No. Whatever. I mean, they might need a nickel, someone who can play the nickel. So yeah, I just think like camp, you're going to bring in other guys. Camp fodder. Jordan Willis? Uh, Again, I'd sort say, same sort of thing as Deion Jordan, say right? Yes, on Jordan Willis because they traded yeah. for him. He won't make a lot of money. He's still 26 years old, and he did show a couple of flashes. So similar yeah. to Deion Jordan there for me with Jordan Willis. Yep, they're in the same category for me. I also have Beathard in that category. I'm CJ not going to lie. They, I mean, they need someone to hold a clipboard. Yeah. Uh, I, if, if they have a high-level backup and Jimmy G, then they should take two quarterbacks into the regular yeah. season and stop carrying I agree. He CJ could be your, your, uh, your practice squad guy. No one's going to get him. Come on. No maybe, one wants him. Maybe the Jets say, hey, we'll give you a couple bucks because we need someone to help, you know, convey this scheme to our new quarterbacks. Right. You know, I could see something like that. And, and that's fine. You know, God bless him. <laughs> exactly. Nick Mullins is hurt. That's a weird one. He's a restricted free agent anyway, so I don't know if they're going to tender him or how that's going to work with, with his. I wouldn't um, be surprised to see him end up in New York either. Uh, last one here, Trent Taylor. No. Yeah. Like you saw little flashes of it early on in his career. Like he was, he, he could make skit separation and this and that and get the third downs that you needed. But I mean, it's just injury after injury and he has no, no mobility left. Right. He's not the player that he once was. And he has right. so little margin for error just because how small and slow he was. He had the quickness and toughness. Uh, if he doesn't have those quicks anymore and you know, he's, he's going to continue to get hurt because he's so small and he's playing in the trees there. So I got to say no on Trent Taylor for his sake and for ours. Yeah. I mean, I, I only reason I'd want him back is to like, is to keep Kittle happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of guys where I think they have a good thing going in the locker room, but you know, yeah. nothing stays forever. And it's kind of the same way with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's, you True. don't change from Jimmy Garoppolo to stay in the same tier of quarterback. You're either getting younger and potentially drafting a player who could be better, or you're really trading for a player who's absolutely better now. Otherwise, why would you give up resources to make the locker room, you know, to scramble the locker room a little bit and, and maybe not even get better at quarterback? And bring in a new guy that doesn't know your system and, and needs to learn it. Yeah. I don't want to be called a liar, so I am going to finish this off with one question, Nick. This from... Uh, oh, shoot. I lost it. Where was it? Oh, here it is. Yeah. This is from Justin. It's your, it's your world, Peacock. He ta- well, he call tagged, you a liar. It doesn't matter. He tagged you in it. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm sensitive, Nick. Okay. All right. Um, I, I want to hear the listeners draft podcasters. That, that will really put me on my place. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, <let's laughs> when see. I'm in the didn't show up category. Yeah. This Over one, uh, this one, he tagged you in it and you liked it. So I, I feel obligated to, uh, to do this question. So we'll hit this to be, one. To be fair, I like everyone that I read. Yes. And we, unless we it's will, insulting in some way. And I do promise we will hit more questions next week. We won't even have a premise. We'll just be like all mailbag. Oh, I like it. Justin says, if... At BD Peacock or at Bay Area Wink could pick any former 49ers players in their prime to play in the 49ers right now. Besides a quarterback, who would it be? I would pick Deion Sanders only because 
we have the need at the DB position. So it's I'm, the goat. It's the goat, and there's no question about I it. I mean, yeah, it, you have to see to, for it to even make sense. You got to take some of those players out. You got to take out the quarterback. Jerry so I'm Rice, glad he did. Jerry Rice Lott. is too easy because it doesn't matter what how you preface it. What they need now, give me the greatest of all time. Right in his prime, Dion only played one year, so you're only getting a one year deal out of Dion, right? And Dion That's just was point. such a mercenary with that roster, and that '94 team was so good. And Dion was absurd that year. I mean, he was such a good player. He would obviously be huge for the 49ers to have that sort of a shutdown corner for even one year. But he just, you know, doesn't have that organic 49er feel to me. So whenever I get these questions, Dion doesn't really come to the forefront for me. But I understand why he would. So I would probably lean towards someone like. Ronnie Lott, even though the 49ers would lose every game because of penalties. Um, <laughs> how about this one? He, no, he would just get ejected after like the <laughs> midway through the first quarter. Roger Craig would be so awesome in this day and age. The first yeah. ever 1,000-1,000 receiver like and That's runner. Um, I'm going to go Charles. Or T.O. in his prime, too. Well, I mean, T.O. too, yeah. How about Charles Haley? Yeah, that's a good one. You know me, too, Patrick Willis. You bring yeah, back Willis. I, I knew you were going to bring up Willis. You kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, you put him right alongside Fred Warner, you, know, you guys aren't going to be stopped. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. We, and we can't leave without saying Frank Gore in his prime. Oh, Frank Gore. Come on. Oh, Frank. Dude, we might still be able to bring back Frank Gore. We might still get to see a little Frank that. Gore. How about that as your... Your fullback. Your fullback. Instead of short, use check, you bring in Gore. I mean, he can catch. He is like stout. He can be your short yardage back. Uh, he's one of the best pass-protecting tailbacks in the league. He, he always has been. I'm sure he can do some fullbacky type of things. Um, there's your – and he's – I think he was playing for about a million dollars last year for the Jets. I mean, he's a lifer. He'll play for nothing as long as he can. Bring Frank Gore back. Get him a ring. He can play fullback. He could absolutely we, play fullback for the 49ers for a season. I have no offensive doubt. weapon, Frank Gore. Yes. Make it get it done. O-W-F-G. <laughs> Love right. it. Nick, thanks for joining me as always. My pleasure, bud. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for all the questions that we did not answer. I will continue to answer some questions throughout the week, and Nick and I will promise you a full mailbag next week, unless there's some massive trade or some massive news that we have to cover. And I'll be back tomorrow with Jeff Dini of Pro Football Focus right here, Locked on 49ers. See ya.